The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. So please be a consenting adult, because here we go. I am enormous, get used to it Everyone tells me I'm too much Maybe it's just you're not enough for me Can't you see, I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from genderqueer cartoonist Archie Bongiovanni. Hey, how's your week going? I got to have my first live body storytelling in over 16 months this past weekend. And on Saturday night at the Mint Courtyard in San Francisco, which is an enormous granite courtyard, we gathered hundreds of us. It was a sold out, outdoor, fully vaccinated show. I have never seen that many people smiling ear to ear. They were so glad to be together. The hugs were awkward they went on for so long, but everybody asked first, so it was cool. The musical act Jefferson Berge hit these beautiful notes that bounced off the stone walls in a way that made the audience ooh and ah and clap. The stories were beautiful, breathtaking, poignant, funny, and it was an evening I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. People fought like hell to be at that show. I got request after request to say, I know you're sold out, but is there any way you can sneak me in? No. Social distancing. I can't do anything about it. The cap is the cap. I cannot change that. But the live stream. Now, that's a way you can still be there if you can't be there in the physical space because of limitations. I was so nervous about speaking into a microphone again. I could not find my words. I felt so awkward. We led the evening off with a butthole invocation by Reed Mahalko, who is one of my dearest friends, who the minute he heard that we were doing live shows again, he immediately bought a plane ticket from Portland to come down to be there for whatever I needed. And what I needed was something to mark the change, the fact that we were vaccinated, the fact that we could feel safe, that we could gather. And my concern was if we breathe on each other, like if we do deep breathing to calm down because our nervous systems are so activated and it's live and in person and there's somebody sitting right next to me, how's that going to work? I wanted us all to calmly breathe and prepare for a show, not be nervous the whole time, just relax and be able to savor it. And so, Reed took one of my custom body storytelling butt plugs, you know, the ones with my little cartoon face on the end, and he stuck that thing up his ass and got on stage and said, 
I'm going to lead you through butthole breathing and teach you how to do it. I want you to know I have a butt plug in my butt right now. So I'm going to hug, hug that butt plug. And then I'm going to breathe out and release and go, ha. Hundreds of people did it with him. They were making those loud guttural noises. They were laughing the whole time. It was a great way to get people to settle into in-person again. Reed is a genius, I'll tell you. At the end of the night, I was crying because I saw so many people who'd flown in from around the country to be there. And this beautiful venue that we have that normally goes to huge corporate events and and rich people weddings and things like that. We only have it for a couple more shows. Our next show is going to be on Saturday, July 17th. If you ain't got your plane ticket yet, you might want to get it right now because that's the thing to do this summer. Come be in person with something that you love. This next show is going to be phenomenal, but each show is something that I'm putting a lot of thought in. I'm trying to make it encompass our collective experience right now. Yes, it's specific, it's sex, kink, gender, but we're all going through this huge moment in time. And I want the show to reflect that. Did I mention Rachel Lark is gonna be the musical act for the next show on July 17th? So tickets are on sale, get them as soon as you can because they sold out so fast last time, made my head spin. Go ahead and make my head spin. I'm liking that. It's been too long since tickets flying off the shelves made my head spin. I missed it. Go ahead and do it to me. I've been doing this new thing lately. Every morning, I lay in my bed and I prolong getting up because my new mattress is that dang comfortable. I love my new Helix mattress. I'm astounded by it. How can a mattress be this comfortable? Just a few months ago, I was waking up with achy hips and back, and I knew the time had come. But the idea of going out mattress shopping was daunting. Go out and lay on a strange mattress. I'm not going to do that. And then I discovered Helix. Helix's website says you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Helix has soft, medium, and firm mattresses, mattresses that cool you down if you sleep hot. So many choices. And I expected that I'd feel overwhelmed. But then I came across the Helix quiz. Helix Sleep has this quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. In less than two minutes, the Helix quiz offered up something I didn't even know existed. The Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. What? Why hasn't that existed before? And this mattress is perfect for me. But it gets better. It shipped quickly. I had the perfect contactless delivery. I opened the box and a couple of hours later, it was ready to try out. Y'all, this is the perfect mattress for sex too. I've been sleeping on it for months now and I love it more every day. It ships for free so you don't need to go to a mattress store ever again. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by both GQ and Wired Magazine. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it back up if you don't love it. But you know what? You will. And they've given me a big discount to share with you. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for the body storytelling listeners like you at helixsleep.com slash D-I-X-I-E. 
A good night's sleep can make everything better. So go to helixsleep.com slash Dixie right now for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Ready for a story? I'm really excited about this week's storyteller. They were somebody that I was following on Twitter, found them incredibly interesting, and eventually said, would you be interested in telling a story at Body? And somehow that conversation turned into them performing on our live stream with Margaret Chow. Had never done storytelling before, and that's the way to kick it off, right? So let me tell you about this week's storyteller. Archie Bongiovanni is a cartoonist, zinester, and illustrator living in Minneapolis. Archie has been featured on The New Yorker, The Nib, Vice, and Autostraddle. They're the co-creator of A Quick and Easy Guide to They-Them Pronouns, published by Limerence Press, and their graphic novel, Grease Bats, is an ongoing monthly comic on autostraddle.com and was released as a collection by Boom Studios in 2019. Archie's newest graphic novel, Mimosa, is slated for publication in 2022, along with history comics, Stonewall, their collaboration with A. Andrews. While their sex toy review podcast is dead, rest in peace, they've worked in the sex industry as a trained sexual health educator for five years through Minneapolis's favorite sex shop, The Smitten Kitten. Oh, this story, y'all. This storyteller is Archie Bongiovanni. Um, I'm wondering if anyone really remembers the uh, hit 1986 song, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you don't know it, it's fine. It's a bop. Um, It's technically about like waiting to have sex, but I've always really interpreted that song in a really trans way. Uh, fucking clothed, fucking partially clothed, is really part of my queer experience. For uh, a good chunk of my life, I kept my shirt on while fucking. I came out as genderqueer uh, about seven years ago. I had recently come out as not straight, and I knew that there was like something else that like wasn't fully aligned. Uh, the first time I came across the term genderqueer, it was in an aptly named book, Genderqueer, Voices Beyond the Binary. Uh, and the definition just like really, really resonated with me. Uh, there's an aspect about being genderqueer that is, is not neutral. It's really active. But there's also a, a part that's really playful, that's really fun. Um, being genderqueer for me um is, is pushing some binaries um, and is really uh, expanding the elasticity of ourselves. Uh, so the first time I heard it, I was like, fuck yeah, that's me. That's how I'm gonna identify. Uh, not that it, I could like really articulate it at the time, but it made a lot of sense. Years ago, any signifier uh, that society would use that placed me into the category of like womanhood was really hard for me. I was having a hard time with my body. I was having a hard time with my chest, with my curves. And I really wanted to try binding. Binding, for those that maybe don't know, is using a binder or some sort of cloth that kind of compresses your chest down. I didn't know how to fucking find one. Um, 
I know that there's a lot of trans creators who make them now, but back then, um, I, it wasn't like a Google search away. So I uh, decided to just do it myself. I got some really ugly, unbreathable tan fabric, a huge swatch of Velcro, and just like pasted those together. Uh, the first time I kind of climbed into it, Velcroed myself up, I had a wild uh, a mix of gender gratification and sexual gratification. Those two were super combined while I was in my binder. I felt hot, I felt complete, um, I felt like myself. Um, and and uh, it just like, as soon as I put it on, I didn't wanna take it off. And so I didn't, um, which was a problem because if anyone has ever worn like a piece of clothing days, days on end, you know how nasty that shit gets. At the time, I worked at a super greasy restaurant. So I was like covered in grease, uh, sweating all the time. And I was really terrified of washing it since it was like homemade. I felt like it could just like fall apart at any minute. So washing it was like not an option, um, but taking it off didn't feel like an option either. A lot of people when they bind, it's like not really a choice, but for me, it really felt like a way of controlling something that I didn't really have any kind of control of. Um, and that choice, it felt really good. My sex life at the time was pretty sporadic. Uh, uh, I didn't really communicate about being genderqueer very well to like my close friends. And I didn't have a chance of being able to explain it to someone I was just randomly hooking up with. The first time after I got my binder, I was wearing it basically all the time, uh, that I was having sex with someone. I remember peeling my shirt off uh, and seeing their face and them going like, what is that? What are you wearing? It, it wasn't super common, no one knew. And I felt so embarrassed in that moment. Um, and of course they were trying to be real kind and of course they were really validating, uh, but it didn't really matter. I was so hyper aware um, that that shame, I took it home with me. And I was like, fuck that. I would rather uh, just keep my shirt on, keep my binder on. Um, it makes more sense for me to be uncomfortable than for me to be vulnerable, you know? One day I swipe right, on Andy. Uh, Andy's profile picture on Tinder was then with long black hair, a backwards baseball cap, and the tiniest chihuahua I've ever seen. We met up at their house um, and they quickly started talking about basketball and it looked like they had just come from like a skater's park, so ripped jeans, vans, a couple bruises on their elbows. Uh, I didn't really care about any kind of like sports shit, it's like not my jam. But the idea of like topping a jock in that moment was like a pretty big turn on. So I was really into them. Uh, Andy had a way of talking that was confident and a little bit nervous at the same time that I found really endearing. Um, they also uh, mentioned more than once that they were a triple Leo. So if you know what that means, then you know what that means. And I was like, 
they're irresistible, basically. It was really easy to flirt with Andy. Uh, and when they put their hand on my knee and asked me to the bedroom, I was a goner. Absolutely. Uh, we climbed up their steps into their bedroom. We started making out. We started kissing. Uh, we had been drinking tequila, but it didn't matter. They tasted delicious. They moaned against me, and we happily, merrily started figuring out the negotiations. Uh, um, what do you like in sex? What do you like in bed? Kind of going through that. Um, what kind of names do you, be, do you like to be called? We went through that. Can I touch you? Where can I touch you? Caused me to pause. Their hands were on the hem of my shirt, and I suddenly, I don't know, I was feeling warm. I was feeling really good. I didn't want my shirt on. Um, I didn't want to stop this kind of flow of energy that kind of started between us. Okay, I took a breath. So I'm genderqueer and I have this thing on called Binder. Andy nonchalantly, very chill, was like, oh yeah, me too. Also genderqueer, also have a Binder on, NBD. And if this was like, a trans 101 kind of conversation um, that I was having with y'all today, I would definitely be like, this kind of thing, like this discussion probably should have happened before we were swapping spit. But since we were like deep in each other's throats um, and they were so chill, I was like determined to be as chill as Andy about this. Um, so I took my shirt off. I took it off. And I was nervous because I knew my binder looked weird. It looked funky. It looked dirty. And they didn't even glance at it. Their hands went right to my ass, their mouth right on my neck. We started just kind of grinding slowly against each other. I wanted their hands on my body. I, I, I wanted to feel them. I sat up straddling their hips and I put my hands to my Velcro. Okay, I think, I think I might take my binder off. I was so annoyed about how often and how frequently um, thinking about gender was getting in the way. I didn't want to think anymore. I wanted to fuck, you know? I told them, I think I'm taking my binder off, gathered my courage, and peeled off that Velcro. And if everyone knows, Velcro is like extremely loud. <laughs> At least this Velcro was like really loud. And I just quickly discarded it right to the ground. Um, and it felt good. The air, it hit my chest. The air hit my nipples. My sweat cooled on my skin. And I leaned down and I pressed my body against theirs. And it felt amazing. So frequently, I've been in my own brain space. I gender takes all my brain space. And for a minute, I wasn't thinking, I was really able to just kind of fuck. And what was interesting about it in that moment was that fucking Andy, it wasn't like devoid of gender. Like it wasn't like I stopped thinking about it altogether, but at, rather it felt like it was in alignment with them. It felt um, in alignment with my gender. 
uh, fucking Andy was playful. It was fun. It was experimental. Um, and it was freeing. And it felt very much like the term genderqueer when I first discovered it. I still have an affinity for the bop from 1986. We don't have to take our clothes off. Um, but I have learned that I have the capability to expand and explore and queer my own limits um, that I have put on myself and that I really don't have to overthink anything that feels good. Thank you. Yeah! Yes. Wow. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you for the story. These shoes don't fit my feet. No, they're not the ones for me. Well, I don't get it. Why you put me in a box? Cause you never really thought about living life another way. Who does it hurt to feel at home with them and they? Looking at the photos in my home Buried under stacks of clothes Cause all I'm looking at is pain A little kid whose eyes are speaking through the frame And now I understand that you don't So if you really love me, listen close These shoes don't fit my feet No, they're not the ones for me Oh, and I know you got it cause you love me And thanks, but look at how they rub me These shoes don't fit my feet Well, I'm conditioned to be in Taco Town Always letting someone down now I try to keep myself contained At six years old, I'm told that I can be retrained And I'm not stupid I see the people stare ever since I cut my hair And now the knife can cut me deep when the camera flashes, now they're seeing me And I understand that you don't So if you really love me, listen close These shoes don't fit my feet No, they're not the ones for me Oh, and I know you got them cause you love me Thanks, but look at how they rub me these shoes don't fit my feet And I, I wish you listen Who I am is no condition And I, I'm not gonna fight And now I understand that you don't So if you really love me, listen close Cause these shoes don't fit my feet the ones for me Oh, and I know you got it cause you love me Thanks, but look at how they rub me These shoes don't fit my feet These shoes don't fit my feet That song was These Shoes by Skylar Bennett Don't you wish that there was a place to share your desires and interests directly on your dating profile? You can with the Field app. Field is the alternative dating app for couples and singles. Field was originally designed for people seeking threesomes, and it's the biggest dating app for threesomes today. What's cool is you can actually date with your partner. 
I like that Field allows you to make a paired profile, which means that you and your partner each maintain your own accounts on your own devices, but you have the option to link them together to show the Field community that you're a couple. And if you're a couple and looking to find that third partner, or if you're single and want a dating app that encourages you to embrace your sexual side, then you need to check out Field. The app is inclusive to all, no matter your gender or orientation. When you join, you can choose to identify as over 20 plus genders and sexualities. The New York Times wrote that Fields Options put the Kinsey scale to shame. And I recently read a review that said, Hey Field, thank you for being a safe platform that us kink people can use. I have met several great people. So yeah, highly recommended. Field has built a community for awesome, ethical, and honest people seeking to connect and explore their desires. And you can choose from a wide array of desires, from cuddling to BDSM, from long kisses to shibari and more. And here's some great news. You can download the Field app for free and support the Body Storytelling Podcast by using the link in this episode's show notes. Spoiler alert, it's field.app.link slash Dixie 50, but go to the show notes. It's much easier. If you're looking to celebrate sexuality without shame, Field is a fun, easy way to explore. So if you're ready to make your dreams come true, give Field a try and be sure to let them know that I sent you by using Dixie 50. My friends and I are loving it. So I hope to see you on Field. I do not have words to express how great it was to return to live in-person shows. But guess what? If you support body storytelling on Patreon, you are going to be able to feel like you're right there, regardless of where you are in the world. Patreon supporters who support us at the hookup level or greater will get free tickets to the live stream, and they also get the live stream replay, which only lives on Patreon. So that means that that show we just did this past Saturday night is waiting for you on Patreon. Go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash body, support us at whatever level you can, but $10 a month is going to get you a free ticket to watch live and the live stream replay. Thanks in advance for your support. Well, it's the end of our time together this week, but I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Mosa Maxwell-Smith, to Donald Mooney, Joe Moore, David Grossoff, and most of all, to podcast producer Marty Garcia. He was there in person at our post-pandemic live body this past weekend, and it was so great to get to hug him again in person for all he's done for body during this pandemic. This team, you guys, this team, it wouldn't be possible without him. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 180 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'll see you next week, pervert.